Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. On this week's podcast, CDS Senior Vice President of Member Success and Sales, Giles Sutton, and Powerhouse Alliance Executive Director, Dennis Holzer, join us from Los Angeles and Pittsburgh, respectively, to discuss industry training and smart home technology trends. Giles has been on the podcast before, but I was shocked to realize that it was almost exactly two years ago. For Dennis, this is the first time on the podcast, but we've known each other for a long time and I've always appreciated his insights into product trends that he sees from his position running a national consortium of 11 regional wholesale distributors with more than 50 brands and 55 locations across the country. What these two gentlemen have in common is the is a passion for not only the overall success of the AV integration business, but specifically the technical training that is needed in this industry. Last year at this time, they announced a CEDIA training partnership and Powerhouse's commitment that every Powerhouse location will have at least one CEDIA certified instructor, offering dealers the peace of mind that their new hires are learning the right protocols and standards of work to be successful on the job. Today, we'll talk about how that partnership has evolved, as well as other opportunities for technical training certification, and we'll also dive into some product and technology trends as well. Giles Sutton and Dennis Holzer, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Jeremy. Welcome for having us. Thank you, Jeremy. It's great to be here. So, yeah, sorry for the long lead-in, but uh, I don't usually have two uh, two guests from two different organizations, so I kind of wanted to set the stage. Um, but the two of you um, were sitting together at a table at the recent ASEAN Unlimited um, Buying Group Conference uh, in New Orleans. I chatted with you briefly. Giles, you had presented at the conference uh, talking about CDS certification and training, and it just sounded like with your partnership, it would be great to have you on together to help sort of expand on that that topic and r- really help us to understand what the opportunities are for CDM members, non-CDM members, th- folks who are just looking to broaden their horizons in the industry from a technical training standpoint. Um, for diving in, um, Dennis, I thought I'd start with you. Since that CDM partnership was announced last year, what can you share uh, from the powerhouse standpoint as far as what's been uh, accomplished so far with the CEDIA partnership? So I think we've accomplished a lot. First of all, we had to make sure that each one of, uh, or at least one person from every location has gone through and taken the classes necessary to become certified as instructors for CEDIA. So we're We've done a lot of that. There's still a couple guys that we still need to get certified to have all the so- locations taken care of. And then we've also started to already have some trainings. And there's there's a whole gist of things that are still to come. But um, we've I think we've made a decent amount of progress in a short period of time since we made the announcement. Well, that's great. And um, so so then, Giles, in the in the announcement, there was a um, it was mentioned that powerhouse locations offer uh, hands-on lab activities or opportunities um, really stuff that I guess is similar to what the boot camp uh, sort of setup is in Indianapolis at CDA headquarters. Um, this seems like 
a perfect match for CD in terms of facilities and target audience. How unique is Powerhouse as a partner for training in this regard? Are there other potential partnerships like this? Um, it seems like it's really kind of hard to replicate that hands-on opportunity like they have. Well, this is pretty unique. I mean, you know, the the, the main reason we we wanted to do it um, was it was really just to increase access. You know, the, to really make it as flexible as and, and as easy as possible for the integrator. You know, clearly, Powerhouse with their footprint have tremendous you know um, locations that really cover most of the United States. Um, so. There's the convenience factor of having um, a location where which will be able to offer you know in-person training and there's and there's you know as you mentioned Jeremy there's the, there's there's sort of the two options there's classroom-based training which is if you just respond better to being in a classroom setting than 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 going through an online course you know and that we expect that to be quite popular you know post-pandemic um, uh, some people just like you know, like listening and being, you know, engaging with a with a with an instructor, and then there's the hands-on, uh, what you called, you know, boot camp training, hands-on training, which is like what we have at the Cedia headquarters, which is where you learn, you know, physically how to run cables and install speakers, something that really is totally unique in the industry, um, where we have people already, you know, traveling from long distances to go to Indianapolis to get access to that because it's so unique. That hands-on training. Um, and then, of course, that is complemented by all of the online training that we have on our on, on the Cedia Academy. So really, it's that flexibility um, of having either classroom training, the hands-on, if you're really a complete you know, newbie, then the online, and then all of that sort of coming together and leading towards um, our certification program as well. So actually leading to becoming you know, ANSI, CIT certified, certified uh, cabling infrastructure technician certified. Well, and CDA also has other education partners, um, but those are more like trade school um, partnerships. Is that correct? Are there other? Um, Absolutely. Um, so, you know, Powerhouse is definitely unique in the in the industry. We we already have curriculum being taught at multiple multiple trade schools across the U.S. So. Which is really exciting, and hundreds of students, um, you know, going through that training uh, that leads to certifications, and um, some big, you know, big names are in there, um, like you know, Lincoln Tech, Ivy Tech, Pinellas, um, that are leading trade schools. Um, so this is really that. That's a different sort of demographic. That's really trying to um, to teach kids you know at a, at a younger age um, we see that we see what we're doing with powerhouse as those that are maybe an industry like in, in adjacent industries mm. to to this industry um, or um, you know are uh, you know apprentices or interns or new staff or even you know experienced staff because I did the CIT about a month ago and, it, and despite how long I've been in the industry, even you know, I learned quite a lot from doing from from doing that hands-on training. So even um, existing staff can benefit, and you know that will also help integrators uh, with the growth of their staff as well and their development. Well, I, I wanted to uh, ask you that question because I I was entertained by your description of of going through that process personally. Um, I was going to save that for a little later, but since you brought it up, let's dive right into that story, if you don't mind. Um, what were some of the surprises there from from your experience 
studying for and taking that certification? Well, I think the first thing is it's very in depth. Um, I think it's some 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 of the misconceptions I think of CDA education is that it's very easy, very low level. You know, I ran an integration firm. I started as a technician. I've been a project manager. I've been a salesperson. You know, I've had uh, run run a, a medium sized integrator in, in London, and um, you know the depth um, of of knowledge that you need is it really comes to light when you're doing when you're studying for that for this and actually it's it's pretty technical and um you know some of the powerhouse instructors are finding that as well mm. you know even with the um you know the level of industry experience they all have you know it's there's there's quite a lot of skills needed to be able to install um install the t- these types of systems as we know I, and actually that's something that comes to light a lot uh, integrators are responsible in inverted commas for a huge amount you know it's not very narrow it's very broad the scope so that was really interesting um and actually so it was it was definitely at a more advanced level the cit than i expected um as it should be i mean it's a, it's a, it's important you know this is not as simple as just pulling a cable in or installing a speaker it's understanding about ohm's law and some of the you know the um you know mathematical formulas that go behind that that are that are important calculating you know understanding bend radiuses and things like that um you know voltage loss and 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 also building codes and things like that you know uh mounting heights that are pretty standardized so uh, the right tools to be using uh, on the job and etiquette with clients. You know, that actually came up on my exam. You know, the, how to deal with a particular situation on site if a homeowner says something to you. So that is that is all part of the, of the pathway. So it's very, very comprehensive and a more higher level. Um, we have the even more higher level uh, pathway, which is called the IST, the Integrated Systems Technician which leads to that certification, that starts to bring in home theater, you know, configuration and setup, advanced networking and things like that. Um, I haven't done that one yet, but the CIT, yeah, that was probably the main learning for me. And also the fact that it was extremely fun to be, to be working in a sort of simulated, um, you know, environment where you're drilling holes through stud and pulling cables in and uh, installing wall boxes and getting covered in, drywall (laughs) you know plaster and things like that so it's actually it was actually a really it was a fun experience as well so it's not just theory it's you know coupled with uh, the hands-on and dennis how unique is it to host trainings at at the location the powerhouse uh, member locations Uh, is it typically more of a manufacturer training sort of setting or have you done some more industry broader uh, training like this before no i I think you know, one of the things that I have concentrated on with my group is that a lot of the people who come to us to buy product, <clears throat> you know, they're one and two and three man organizations, and they don't have the ability to go to these main shows and, and see all the different products. So when we host trainings, we're trying to host generalized trainings on an area, but incorporating the products that we sell. So, you know, just hypothetically, if we're talking about routers, you know, obviously we are going to show a couple of the routers that we sell, the brands that we sell, but we have gone to, and, and for me, 
I'm trying to set our network apart from the other competitors, frankly, by offering more generalized, but more specific, if that makes sense, training in areas, and then incorporating the products that we sell into it. So, and that's what led, frankly, to this partnership. Well, we will continue our conversation with Giles Sutton and Dennis Holzer after the break. Do you want superior smart home automation at a great value? Shelly Wi-Fi relays by Alterco Robotics cover DC to line voltage, allowing you to control lights, outlets, appliances, garage doors, pumps, and much more. There are Shelly sensors and power measurement devices to help you measure temperature, humidity, lux, or motion, and electrical consumption from single wire to three phase with neutral. You can use Shelly with a licensed driver for Control 4, Elon, or other premium systems, as well as your customer's existing hub, voice assistant, or any platform that accepts REST, MQTT, or CoAP. Shelly can make IoT very easy. Available now at Blackwire, City Electric Supply, and Worthington, or at ShellyUSA.com. Welcome back. We're talking with Giles Sutton from Cedia and Dennis Holzer from the Powerhouse Alliance. Um, Dennis, you were explaining... Um, how the training works at powerhouse locations. Um, can you explain um, how powerhouse uh, works as far as you've got these individual distribution companies that have come together, but um, what was the kind of original goal there? Um, what, what does powerhouse really entail as a group uh, for those who really don't maybe understand what, what it is? So the, the impetus behind Powerhouse, first and foremost, and a lot of people call us a buying group, which we are, but first and foremost, <clears throat> we came out of the gate trying to incorporate best practices. So you're now sitting in a room with 10, you know, one member sitting with 10 other members who encounter the same type of business you do. And, and, Keep in mind, we have 11 guys who do the same thing 11 different ways, and that's dictated by the territory that they operate in. But if a guy, hypothetically, and this isn't as big a topic today as it used to be uh, because of technology, but if somebody needs a new phone system, there's 10 other guys in the room that can say to you, hey, we bought this phone system, we hate it. We bought this phone system, we love it. Here's the pros and cons. So it was finally an area... In, Sadly, Jeremy, in distribution, you, you typically don't tell your friends anything because next thing you know, because of a brown UPS truck or a FedEx truck, they could be shipping into your territory the next day. So this was hmm. finally a venue that people could sit down with people similar and discuss openly and not worry about someone shipping into their territory or stealing their business. Yet you had 10 of the best consultants you could hire sitting right in the same room. So that was the basis of it. The second thing uh, is, you know, we, we've seen the price sheets, uh, you know, in, in the old days, there was a distributor price sheet, a big box price sheet, a dealer price sheet, a map price sheet, and a retail price sheet. Well, several years back, that sheet became tie-dyed. And it was based on when you bought product is what you, you paid for it. And so then it became, from a vendor standpoint, the more you could buy, you know, hopefully there was a way to get a better price. And so we incorporated the buying side, but it was after the best practices, not the buying and then the best practices. And so again, now we have a luxury of where we have 11 guys who are territorially bound. 
on powerhouse lines. You know, some of them do have national lines across the country, but they're on the powerhouse lines. They're territorially bound. And these guys can sit in a room and conventionally talk about all their best practices, what they're encountering, you know, in the market. And, and, and as Giles said from installation, you know, there's so many things we don't know because we're confined to the markets that we're in. But it's, it's amazing when you now sit in my position from a 30,000 foot view, how different it is to sell in Boston versus it is to sell in California. Uh, a great example is I had a, a vendor call me today and said, I see that your California distributor, your Southern California distributor has seven locations in Southern California. Why? And I said, why? He said, yeah, on the map, these locations are not more than 15, 20 minutes apart. I said, you're right. On a map, they're not more than 15, 20 minutes apart. But when you get in a car, they're about an hour to an hour and a half, depending on the LA traffic. So you're not going to have a guy who makes his money based on you know how he puts his time in. We don't have guys who can spend an hour and a half driving to a location you know, to get product. They need convenient capabilities. And, and there's the example why he has seven locations. Um, not the same in, in other territories where you know, not that New York's a lot different, but uh, you can get around New York, believe it or not, a lot easier um, than you can in California. So, you know, it's that's what brought us all together. And again, as it starts to go down and this technology gets more and more mature, which is, is weird to believe that we're getting into a more mature market, um, convenience, availability, uh, these are all major things, training, um, that go into the mix for every dealer that walks into our doors. Giles, you, I was going to say the other, yeah, the, the, absolutely. And, and actually the, the powerhouse locations, the other reason why it, it was um, a really good match for us was that actually um, a lot of the powerhouse locations already are delivering training. They already have training facilities that are set up in classrooms and already have um, you know, terrific engagement with their dealers and and have packed classrooms, um, primarily delivering um, manufacturer training. But it, it then it therefore meant that these locations are already set up and and the dealers already know to, to expect training uh, and have had success with it. So from these locations, so um, it we felt it was complementary to manufacturer training because everything I mentioned earlier. I don't think you can get from manufacturer product training, even though manufacturers are broadening, um, you know, the, the the subjects that they cover in their training. All the things that I mentioned, you you don't really get from a manufacturer. So it complements the product manufacturers, we believe, and also the fact that manufacturer product training um, also counts towards your CEU credits as, as a, for certification is another reason why I think that the two are aligned very well. Well. I was um, curious, Dennis, jumping back to you real quick, is you said how Powerhouse is a bit like a buying group, um, distributor buying group. And I saw you at Azione Unlimited. It, how does that relationship work then uh, when you're when you're at an Azione, which is strictly a buying group? So they're, they're a set of integrators, obviously a, a very higher end set of integrators across the country. And we have a lot of products that they sell as a group. And 
we're, we're in an age right now where there are shortages, where, um, you know, a lot of our dealers, no matter how good or how big they are, a lot of them go job to job to job, and they don't have the luxury of knowing where they're going to be next week, the following week, and the following week. So it's not the opportunity to sit down and say to a manufacturer, send me two of those pair of speakers for next week's job and send me two more for a lot of jobs pop up and, and they got to fulfill the needs as fast as they can. And so, you know, when Richard and I got together, this was an opportunity not to deter their dealers from buying direct, but A, to offer them additional availability of a lot of the lines that they're presently buying locally when they need additional product that they, they don't have the time to order, you know, in forefront. Um, and also the ability to, you know, not every job requires the same six products. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. It, it's very difficult for your average integrator, let alone a big integrator, small integrator, integrator, it doesn't matter, that all of a sudden he comes up on a job and it's not a product that he typically carries. Well, he's not about to open up a relationship with a manufacturer for one job for three pieces. Now there's an opportunity for integrators not to turn away from jobs because they don't regularly sell that product or those products. Now they have the convenience of the availability to, to pick up those products, fulfill that job and get more jobs to them than they may have been able to take without the, off, the offer of distribution, convenient distribution. That makes a lot of sense. And, and, and you've also uh, created your own um, like I guess the term is white label products that are powerhouse products that um, maybe mounts and different things that um, your average consumer is not going to be aware of a brand name. And maybe that's a better way to uh, not be uh, worried about anything that is competitive. What, what can you explain a little bit more about how your unique product offerings that are, that are white label as well? Yeah, competi competition has dictated that, you know, we have a lineup of product that is not name branded, um, that can be exclusively marketed, not worried about the internet and things like that. Um, and depending on the trade of, of each integrator, um, there was a need. So what we decided to do, it, it's not our goal to, frankly, compete against our, our own tier one brand vendors, which we prefer to sell. Mm -hmm. um, but we felt the luxury and, and the necessity to have our own brand. So for that dealer who's looking to go into a, a line of track homes or go into a home where the, the customer is asking for something specific um, that maybe some tier one brand vendors don't offer. And it, often it's price point, frankly. Um, mm -hmm. They want to yeah. do stuff, but they don't want to spend the money that it might require to do it if they did it a certain way. Uh, we felt there was a need to come out with a line. Again, our competition has it. We have to be in line with our competition. So we chose to not only have our, our tier one brands, which we prefer to sell, but we also have our own line of product should the call come for that type of product for that job. Got it. Okay. Now, Giles, um, as you're out in the world um, evangelizing on behalf of Cedia, um, Cedia has this title for you that's a it's a mouthful senior vice president of member success and sales it kind of kind of sounds like a great role to play um and, and clearly your experience um and your board 
uh, role and being on the inside and knowing how how the uh, organization functions and then serving as interim CEO, you've really got a sense of what Cedia is is up to um, as a as an employee of the of the organization. But you've also been there in the field and done all that work that that the dealers and a lot of manufacturers are doing. So, what is it exactly though that your role entails um, when you're out there? at buying groups and meetings and individual dealer locations and manufacturer locations? Um, well, you know, you're, you're right. Um, part of my role, you're right, is, is evangelizing for sure. I think there's still um, a lot of people out there that don't know all of the work that Cedia is doing. Um, you know, we have a we have a fantastic, fantastic board, as you referenced, Jeremy, you know, with a lot of um, talent from within the industry, both integrators and manufacturers alike. Um, we've got a new CEO um, who's come from a, a very exciting industry as well, you know, and um, I think, you know, one of the things that one of the reasons I was actually brought on is to be is to is to increase engagement with the community, which had been lacking for quite, you know, for, for some time. And um, really drawing attention to all the things that we're doing, because it is, you know, it, it is pretty broad. We, we do things, you know, not just education and, and certifications, but, you know, we advocate on behalf of the industry. We, you know, we fight legislation that threatens our members and our members' ability to, um, to function in certain markets. Um, uh, you know, uh, alongside the fact we have our whole design and build program as well that that um, enables integrators to engage with design professionals as a thought leader, which is our certified outreach program, which again, I was a COI before I joined Cedia and um, found it extremely effective in uh, bringing in or well, forging relationships that would end up bringing in new business. So, you know, primarily my role is to increase engagement with both the community, but also to, um, you know, develop partnerships with with the large groups and, and organizations within the industry. Um, so, you know, original title was industry engagement. I oversee um, our member programs, business development to all of our partnerships as well. Um, when I was in the interim CEO role as well, I, I oversaw, you know, marketing and, and um and other areas as well. So, uh, had quite a broad a range of experience at Cedia in a, in a fairly short amount of time. But I feel with the partnerships that we're launching, this being you know certainly one of the biggest, um, we're making amazing um, strides forward. And I'm really excited with with Daryl, our new CEO, being involved as well, um, and and taking the lead. That we're going to further reinforce that with the community. Yeah, and I'm seeing Daryl uh, show up on LinkedIn and various locations, uh, different uh, field <laughs> appearances. So he's out there as well, giving him full credit on that. So that's great to see. Um, how involved are you in the Propel program? Um, is that yours uh, to to find new uh, members of that program, or uh, are you just the guy that gets quoted because you can really explain how they fit into CDS opportunities? No, not at all. I mean, that was one of our programs. Um, we continue to, um, to 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 look for new new brands that and new innovative you know trends that we can bring into the into the organization. Um, you know, Propel started. I think it must be. I mean, it must be over over a year, maybe even two years ago. Um, we've had Cola that joined pretty recently that program as well, um, which was which was fantastic. Yeah. Cola. 
Um, I don't know if you saw that, Jeremy. I did. That, that I did. essentially okay. um, enables integrators to expand their product offering and be able to offer um, high-end cola, you know, sm- some of their smart products as part of the packages that they offer their um, homeowners. Um, you know, I think there's a, a tremendous opportunity there. You know, when Kohler explained this pro- this challenge that they had to us where um, they don't really have through their current um, go-to-market, you know, channel partners, they don't really have um, installers of the same level of sophistication as integrators. Um, and the fact that these Kohler products have to be designed into uh, homes, so they, they're used to probably working with, uh, contractors and you know plumbers that are used to sort of coming into projects right at the end and doing their work, whereas these sophisticated smart bathroom spa products have to be installed. They have head ends, you know, like um, like integrated control systems mm-hmm. do. So um, uh, CDM members that are part of that program get a, a, a good margin on Kohler products. But the second part to the program that's even more exciting is obviously Kohler is a is a household name. They have thousands and thousands of employees. They have probably millions of dollars of marketing budget that our industry, you know, <laughs> that we don't have. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we see Kohler on billboards and they also have, you know, experience centers, uh, and they have, um, you know, a, a lot of a lot of different ways that people can buy their products. So, but they have a really amazing engagement with design professionals, mm. and they get a lot of um, leads from designers and architects. Well, through this program, integrators can sign up and receive leads from their local um, Cola Experience Center. So that is so that in certain you know metro areas, um, they can they can sign up to do that. So it's an, another way that. Um, CDM members can actually gain uh, work and work closely with design professionals, you know, because that that that's a uh, something again that we're trying to solve is that um, is, is creating that connection between design professionals and integrators. I would say that uh, that's the perfect example of a household brand, household name, Kohler. I would, uh, it, it's exactly that. So uh, good, good word choice there for sure. Um, Dennis, uh, bed, uh, bath and uh, kitchen and bath is definitely one of those categories that's sort of a, a developing, burgeoning trend, smart home trend, um, he- healthy home, uh, lighting trends, things like that are, are what we like to talk about in magazines. It's the fun new thing. And, and it's also pretty dynamic as far as training and, and opportunities for the industry. Um, what are some of the observations that you're seeing uh, on your level uh, with with Powerhouse? Maybe more practical, tangible uh, trends. What what is what are you seeing folks coming in to buy a lot of right now? And of course, with with the issues of supply chain causing all kinds of headaches, I'm sure that's that's a just a trend in general that you're dealing with. But uh, what are some hot product categories? Maybe hot products in general. Without question, lighting um, is on a significant, you know, increase. <clears throat> Shades. Um, our shade business from 2020 to 21 over doubled, and these are big numbers, and, and it doubled. And uh, we're only through a quarter of 2022, but it, it appears that it'll double again from last year. Um, you know, 
we've gotten into, we've started to get into some products. And believe me when I tell you that I'm pulling people kicking and screaming, um, you know, we've started to get into one of the big pushes is water shutoff valves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's electronic, yet it's a plumbing thing. And and we the good news is I've had some experience in this in that we, when we added um, electronic locks, a lot of our integrators said, I don't want to touch a door. I don't know anything about a door. And we held some training classes at the different locations and they started to understand it, it's and I don't mean this meanly, it's not surgery to take your lock off your door and put a new lock on that you can attach to the internet. And so it's just a matter of building the comfort level and doing the training. And so the same goes for the water. I had to, when I presented it to my own group, um, there were several members that were kicking and screaming, we're not plumbers, we're not doing this. Well, the, the product we were carrying was a product that you just attached onto your main water line and there was no drilling, no cutting, no, no anything. And, you know, you start to get a, okay, you know, I can do this. And what, what I typically do is I present it and I, this was prior to COVID obviously, but I would present it in person and then I would make the owners do it. Now you try mm-hmm. it. And, you know, all of a sudden you got that, oh, yeah, I, I can handle this. And I did it without you know, having to get a, a chainsaw or a hacksaw or, you know, $4 million in, in liability insurance just to make sure that I don't bleed a person's water line. Um, so it is kicking and screaming. Jeremy, it's the future that, you know, as, as Giles said, you know, four or five years ago, if you would have said to an installer, how about looking at some of these Kohler products? They'd mm-hmm. have said to you, what are you crazy? I'm, I'm not a contractor. I'm not a but even mattresses now have taken on where some of the new Serta mattresses have amps in them built in with speakers and things like that, that it now attach to your internet that you can control through your phone. So, you know, it's, it, it is a step-by-step progress process, and, and you, you certainly don't throw all of it at everybody at one time. But in increments, some installers pick it up faster than others. Others that are very, very busy, it's slower on their list, but they'll get to it. And so, and, and that was one of the words that I used with you before in this and saying that the industry is maturing mm-hmm. and it's hard to believe, you know, we've been doing this for so long and now we use the word, there's two words that <clears throat> I used to hear when I got into this industry. And that was the first word was convergence. And the second word was maturing. Well, in those days, <clears throat> we thought it was convergence. Today, it is true. People are by the sake of using your your cellular phone or a tablet, you're controlling your lighting, you're controlling your blinds. But back in those days, everybody thought it had to be all or nothing. And I think that's where we all went wrong. Not everybody needs to control their whole house. Some people just want to be able to control their family room. Some people want to be able to control two rooms, three rooms. Some people do want to control their old house, their their own house. So as an industry, we're maturing. And we're now understanding all of these products, and a lot of them are here today that weren't yesterday, and now we're understanding the products and the true usage of all these products and what we can do with them. So our minds, and when I say our minds, our integrators' minds are a lot more open today than they were four, five, six, certainly 10, 15 years ago. And, And I think that's what allowed this. But without questioning for us, 
lighting, water, and shades um, are three huge categories in addition to just the, the standard categories that we've always had been this way. And Giles, uh, you see things very holistically as well. Um, you talk to very specific, um, you know, get, get case studies from industry folks all the time, I'm sure. Um, and I would say one of the things that as far as maturity in this industry is that we've been through these swings of economic ups and downs. We're in a in an up period right now. Um, real estate is is booming. It always makes me nervous having covered this industry for like 30 years that around the corner is a downturn. But I'm also a little bit more reassured by the fact that a lot of the folks in the industry have been through this and are doing things to kind of pr protect themselves by going into these new categories that are more than just a fun entertainment type of uh, investment, but lighting, for instance, or shades. It's infrastructure of the home. Maybe it's, you know, peace of mind with the water um, shut off or, or security products. So uh, how are you feeling as far as the industry reacting or keeping up with the boom, but also kind of racing and preparing for the future when it, it may level off a little bit? I think the industry, the industry is keeping up with the boom. Um, other than, you know, some of the supply chain issues that we've, we've, we've spoken about. I think, you know, m the concern um, from my standpoint when there's an up market is that integrators take their eye off sales and marketing and then things can, things can rapidly, you know, tail off. From, a, from an up market and you know it, it's only then that integrators start to think about outreach to design professionals and updating the website getting their jobs photographed you know thinking about you know writing up about one of their jobs so it might be featured as a as a case study in one of our you know industry publications and that's you know, I think that is that is still a problem. Is that because when 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 you can't you know keep up with the level of business because it's just flying in the door, is you know is is that it's really now when you should be making sure that everything's in order just in case things do start to you know level off or, or decline a bit. Um, so that that's that's just one observation I've I've sort of felt from attending some of the industry um, events that have been happening right now. Um, and then, you know, I, I think in terms of expanding into other areas as well, as, 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 as I was listening to what Dennis said, and I, I agree, I, I would encompass that all into sort of this wellness trend as well that we're seeing and, and cola fits within that. And, um, and I think also when I was an integrator, I, I led with trying to surprise potential customers with the, with the things that I, I could do for them and i think that's how i think i would i would approach leading those wellness um, opportunities with things like cola because that really leaves a lasting impression with customers again when you're in an up market i think integrators are probably you know more hesitant about you know trying lots of new things but i think when things start to get a little bit more competitive that's going to really matter for integrators so the sooner the integrators start to learn about all these new technologies, the better, um, and also present themselves, you know, better through, through marketing and outreach to local design professionals as well. Well, that's very much a good me message to end on, I think. Thanks so much, Dennis and, and Giles, for taking the time out. Um, hope that you have a great remainder of 2022. It's one of those, I can't believe it's 2022 at this point. I think that 2021 just 
didn't happen for some reason. It's <laughs> it's such a weird time that we're in. But but thanks for taking the time out for and chatting with us today. Hey, thanks so much for having me. And and obviously it's been a pleasure working with Giles. And I'm sure Jeremy will see you shortly at something. For sure. Yes, thank you, Jeremy. It's been a pleasure. Likewise. Giles Sutton is Cedia Senior Vice President of Member Success and Sales. You can learn more about Cedia at Cedia.net. Dennis Holzer is Executive Director of the Powerhouse Alliance, and you can learn more about his organization at powerhousealliance.com. And that wraps up today's show. If you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe to the weekly podcast on your preferred platform and consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, check out all the latest residential tech news at the magazine's website, restechtoday.com, where you can also subscribe to the bi-monthly print or digital magazine and to our Tuesday and Friday email newsletters. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell.